There's a lot to like from Washington's preseason win over Baltimore, but there is one thing I don't want to see any more of that and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to Commanders fans to this episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, and you can continue this conversation with me over text message just by going to joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. Got a new one before the Baltimore Ravens game that we'll shout out here later on in the program. And I am David Harrison, your host on Twitter at dharrison82, credential member of the media covering your Washington Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, I appreciate your continued support for the program. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase on last-minute tickets, low prices, guaranteed. On today's episode of Locked On Commanders, we're going to hear from Washington Commanders rookie defensive back Quan Martin, offensive coordinator, assistant head coach Eric Bieniemy, and we're going to take a look at Sam Howell's latest practice performance along with some injury updates. But first, we have to do our AAR following the Washington Commanders' second preseason game of the season, a 29-28 win over the Baltimore Ravens in FedEx Field. And before we dive into anything else, I'm just going to do a bonus. What I want to keep, what I want to sustain, what I want to secure is the fan presence and energy at FedEx Field. And and I say this not intending to cast shade on anybody else or any other fan base or any other team. But as as the everydayers know, I also cover the Tampa Bay Buccaneers more so in the past than I do currently. But I still do write about them, do a podcast about them, have access uh, as a credential member of the media when I need it and when I use it. And I will tell you this, during the stretch of Buccaneers football where Jameis Winston was the quarterback and things weren't obviously going so hot, but there was still some young promise in that quarterback, there were more fans at this preseason game at FedEx Field than I remember seeing in some of those regular season games for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And again, this is not when Jameis Winston's on his way out. This is when Jameis Winston is still, there's potential there, there's hope, there's a little bit of excitement brewing. Uh, still fewer fewer fans at regular season games uh, than than at this preseason game. So I appreciate your guys' presence. I'm sure that the team does as well. So great job uh, on that for those of you who are in the area and able to attend. But sustain and improve. That's the deal of the day. We're going to go over one thing we want to sustain, one thing we want to carry into the future for the Washington Commanders. And then we're going to talk about one thing that we want to see improved from this game for the Washington Commanders. As we get into the regular season, this segment, uh, this 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 idea will kind of expand a little bit more. But with preseason, kind of whittle it down a little bit just because it is preseason. So there's a grain of salt to everything. And there's a grain of salt to what I want to sustain here as well. But what I want to sustain so far from the first team offense, and this isn't just Baltimore, this is Baltimore and Cleveland combined, is the 24 points scored on seven preseason possessions. In week one against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland, uh, the Washington Commanders offense had three drives. First team offense led by Sam Howell had three drives and they produced seven points on those three drives versus Baltimore on Monday night. They had four drives and they produced 17 points. So again, three or seven drives, 24 total points produced by Sam Howell's units so far this preseason. Don't expect to see Sam Howell on Saturday. Doesn't mean we won't. It just means I don't expect right now. 
uh, until the team clarifies, which they probably won't until game day. Uh, that's pretty much how I'm going to stick with it. Now, the thing that's impressive about these touchdowns, right? So when you really look at the scoring here, most NFL teams can kind of expect or count on getting 11 or 12 possessions, uh, maybe a little bit more during a game. But you want to go in counting on 13, 14. So 11 or 12 kind of ballpark is where you really expect to get. So if you do that, 24 points in seven drives, that's you know a little bit more than half of the amount of possessions you're expecting to get in a full game. So you're talking about, I don't know, about 36, 38 points uh, per game. Uh, scoring mark there. I didn't actually do the math, so that's just kind of off the top of my head. Now, that's not realistic, right? For one, again, you're talking starters, yeah, starting offense, yes, Cleveland Browns didn't start all of their defensive starters. The Baltimore Ravens went out there with their second team defense. All of those things, I totally get it. So that's not a realistic pace, but even if you whittle down that pace a little bit and you take it down to 27, 26 points, uh, even 24 points in an entire game, that is a that is an offensive output that this defense should be able to help uh, the Washington Commanders win football games with. Now, I dove into all Sam Howell's uh, three passing touchdowns, and here's some interesting uh, points about the three passing touchdowns that Howell has had here in this preseason, at least interesting to me. Uh, again, you might have your own uh, opinion of them, but each of these touchdowns or one touchdown each has come on first, second, and third down. So one touchdown pass on first down, one on second down, one on third down. So Sam Howell kind of showing, doesn't matter the down, he's able to kind of, execute these plays and this offense can execute these plays and get touchdowns across the down marker uh, no matter what you're looking at. Two of these touchdown passes have come on the weak side of the formation, one of them from the strong side of the formation. So right now, again, through two games, limited action, looks like Sam Howell is, is pre preferring the weak side of the offensive formation when looking for these touchdown passes. Two of the touchdown passes have gone to receivers, one of them to running backs, uh, that one running back, Antonio Gibson, who, again, with the second, third effort, got into the end zone uh, Monday night against the Baltimore Ravens and a little bit of help clearing out a defender by center Nick Gates uh, there at the end of the play. So again, some anecdotal data really for now, right, especially in the preseason, but that kind of stuff is something we will be monitoring during the regular season. We'll track that a little bit more to see uh, if we can pick out any tendencies uh, from quarterback Sam Howell as we get into the rest of the season. So that's what I want to sustain. Early production, good production from the first team offense here so far this preseason for Sam Howell. Uh, and his guys. What do I want to prove? I want to improve. This is specifically from the game against Baltimore pressure from the depth chart. So one quarterback hit, uh, according to the NFL stat tracking system in the game against the Baltimore Ravens for the Washington Commanders defense. And we kind of talked about this again every day as you're going to remember this. The way that offensive line talent is built in the National Football League versus the amount of pass rush talent. There's a lot of pass rush talent entering the league every single year not the same, not an equitable amount of pass protecting talents entering the NFL every year. So I feel like in a league sense, right, from a, from a wide scope uh, lens or a wide view lens, the pass rush talent across the National Football League is better than the pass protecting ability. So even when you've got second team defensive lines and pass rushers going up against second team offensive lines, in theory, you should have the advantage as the defense. And that was not what we saw against Baltimore. Again, one quarterback hit, no sacks against the Baltimore Ravens second and third team offenses on Monday night, even against mobile quarterbacks. And I get it. The Baltimore Ravens have mobile guys. They like mobile quarterbacks. I understand that. But you should still be able to get more than one quarterback hit uh, in a game as a defense. You've got to get better there. And I'm hoping and I'm, I'm pretty sure the guys inside the rooms, the coaches inside the rooms are challenging their units, especially this weekend against Cincinnati Bengals. Go out there, be a little bit more aggressive, be a little bit cleaner in your techniques, set things up a little bit better and get in there and get after 
uh, the quarterback. So beyond just the quarterbacks running guys against Baltimore, I made a note of it during the game. Multiple times we saw clean pocket pockets for Baltimore Ravens quarterbacks. That's not something you can give to a mobile quarterback. Certainly not something you can give uh, to a guy who's accustomed to sitting in the pocket. Now, great assault time rights preseason again, but also James Smith-Williams, your, you figure your primary backup defensive end got 12 defensive snaps on Monday night, so that's not a lot. Casey Tuhill got 14. So you keep those guys in, and that quarterback hit number probably goes up a little bit. But bottom line, from whether it's whether it's Andre Jones, whether it's KJ Henry, whoever is in there, you need to find a way to generate that pass rush and gets to the quarterback. So that's our AAR for preseason week two. We'll do it again after preseason week three. And then again, after the games, the regular season games, we'll expand that a little bit and talk a little bit deeper into each of those things because then we'll be talking about regular season football, which obviously has a little bit more stakes tied to it. Moving beyond Baltimore, though, Washington plays again in three days' time. So we return to practice today on Wednesday, and Sam Howell wasn't the only quarterback getting first-team reps. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Game Time. Fortunately, I don't have to buy football tickets anymore these days, but I'm also a music lover, and sometimes finding tickets to concerts that I want to go to can be quite stressful, but buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, right? The entire experience is supposed to be fun, so the ticket-buying experience should be a little bit easier. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. With Game Time, you can get flash deals and last-minute tickets, and they make it easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area with great images of seat views so you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. For those of us who don't plan things months in advance, not to worry, Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And in, and the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or in row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, low prices. Guaranteed. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or view today and every day and every dares. Thanks again for coming through and supporting the program, supporting the program like you always do. Welcome again, or welcome, not again, but welcome for the first time on the program to Christian, who joined the subtext fund before Monday night's game. If you want to get in on the action like Christian and so many others, head over to joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. We're texting during practice uh, when there's signal available. I don't know if you've ever been out here to Ashford, but service, uh, not the greatest at times. Um, and we're texting during games where service is better. Uh, it should be better because Verizon is an official sponsor of the FedEx field and the commanders, and I've got Verizon. So it would be a little bit weird if I didn't have Verizon service during games. But we're texting during the games. We're texting between games. Uh, I asked a question to my subtexters. How much do you think the, the starters should play uh, on, on Saturday night? I'm going to talk about that in a segment later on in this week, and some of those responses are going to make it into the program as well. So a lot of fun going on at subtext. Again, join subtext.com slash lockdown commanders if you want to get in on that action. Speaking of getting in on the action, Sam Howell is back on the practice field, and this is Howell watch number 20. But Sam Howell wasn't the first quarterback on the field when it came to 11. So that was Jacoby Brissett. And Jacoby Brissett went five for five in his first set of 11 on 11s with the first team offense. Not to fear, 
nothing to fear here. Just again, when this happened shortly before uh, the Cleveland Browns game, I believe um, there was a couple of days there where Jacoby Brissett got some reps with the first team and it was explained by the team just like it was today, just giving him some experience because they need to turn to him for any reason in the season. They don't want his first reps with the first team offense to come uh, in a regular season game. Completely makes sense. Nothing to worry about. No injuries. Sam Howell's not being benched. No reverse course. Don't worry about it. But it did happen. Jacoby Brissett going five for five with the first team offense in that first set. I still charted Sam Howell every after or, uh, for, for the afternoon, but something a little bit of, a, of an asterisk here, not a full-blown practice, right? The tradition after games uh, is to go padless, so no pads on, not a full contact practice. Still a little bit competitive, not a jog through per se, uh, still a little bit competitive. But we saw Sam Howell kind of rip some passes. Uh, they probably wouldn't otherwise rip if it was a, a fully competitive uh, thing. Just looking to put things on tape uh, with the scout team as well as Jacoby Brissett getting reps in with the first team. So when Howell got his reps in on 11s on 11s, uh, he went 10 for 15 on the day for the 66%, and his best shot was a deep shot over the middle uh, of the field to receiver Curtis Samuel between two closed Washington defenders. Now, Samuel likely would have taken a little bit of a hit to make the play for his quarterback, but the placement and timing of the ball gave him enough space and time to be able to bring in the pass and have an opportunity to protect himself with a football move before absorbing the impact uh, and secure an explosive play for your offense. So that's something that you always want to see uh, from these guys. Again, Jacoby sets first set five for five. Uh, he hit Byron Pringle on a quick out to the left side of the field, followed up by a slant for going from right to left to uh, tight end John Bates. A left side out route to Cole Turner was next, and then a right side out route to Casimir Allen uh, followed that, and then a comeback route to Deami Brown to finish off his first set. Sam Howell's first set on the field went three for five, starting off with an incompletion on a deep ball to Mitchell Tinsley on the left side of the field. Again, Mitch Tinsley, not usually a receiver out there receiving passes from Sam Howe. So when we talk about these numbers, grain of salt, second team defense, second team offense, not, not as much chemistry between Howell uh, and the backups as there is between Howell and the first team offense. Uh, completed a second pass, a drag going left to right to tight end John Bates. Then he completed a screen to Mitchell Tinsley, incomplete on his fourth pass attempt on an out, out route to the right side of the field to Zion Bowens. And then he completed a short out route to the right side of the field to Curtis Hodges. So you see right there already completions, the guys he's worked with and completions to some of the guys that he hasn't gotten as much work with. Uh, Howell's second set of the day, only two passes from the set. He did have three dropbacks, though, but there was a practice sack on the first one, completed his first pass uh, that he actually threw on an out route to Zion Bowens. And then he missed Marcus Kemp deep on a on a fly route. He had beaten Christian Holmes, uh, but just unable to connect again. That lack of chemistry. Uh, from playing with each other, showing itself there. Third set for Sam Howell on the field, went six for eight, third and final set. Started off with a screen to Tremaine Broderick. Now something interesting, Chase Young, and we'll talk about this in the injury updates, back on the field for 11s. Again, no pads, not full contact, but still nice to see Chase Young running around on the field a little bit. Uh, would have absolutely destroyed that screen pass to Tremaine Broderick. So uh, just a little bit of admin note there, but it was completed, right? So two for two, uh, next pass, another screen pass, this time to Chris Rodriguez. Uh, missed an incomplete or missed a deep right shot uh, again to Marcus Kemp. So he went two for three. The fourth pass uh, of the of the of the iteration was an interception by linebacker Scooter Harris, who stepped in front of a of a slant route. Very next play after that was a sack by Casey Tuhill before Sam Howe completed uh, four passes in a row. Left out route to Cole Turner. Right side comeback to Zion Bowens. Deep middle of the field to Curtis Samuel that we just talked about a little bit ago, and then a middle route to Mitchell Tinsley. So two of those. Uh, late completions, two guys that he hasn't worked with a lot, got a few reps going to them, and you saw that autocorrect come in and able to connect with them towards the end of the practice. But the best play of the day involving Sam Howell came in sevens 
when he connected with Cole Turner, the tight end over cornerback Tariq Castro Fields. Cole Turner came in, a little bit of a push off on, on Tariq Castro Fields, but was able to track the ball, catch the ball anyway, and he didn't get full extension. So I think he would have gotten away with it, uh, depending on the officiating crew. A uh, very nice play by Turner and a very good ball from Sam Howell. A lot of Commanders fans are more confident in Howell as the team starting quarterback after these two preseason games. So is Ron Rivera. Here is a clip from Ron Rivera's pre-practice press conference talking about the quarterback search that has been ongoing since he arrived to the DMV. Looking at you know your the future with Sam possibly, maybe you get this quarterback position figured out. How exhausting is it for an organization when you can't, when you don't have that guy and the resources you have to invest no, in that? It's a hell of a question because it, it's true. It, it is hard. It, it, you, you know, my my first three years, every year it was a conversation. Every year it was a point of discussion. Every year it was, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? And then trying to figure out what resources could you use. You know that you know do we do we try to trade for this guy? Do we you know? I mean the amount of work. That, that that was done two years ago. I mean, it, it just, you know, I, I mean, it was, you spent a lot of time. I mean, and it's, and because you, you want to get it right, you try to get it right, and you know how important it is, especially in this league today. Um, and, and I know, you know, there was, a, there was a really good stretch, especially under Coach Gibbs, that they were able to find that guy and, and have that guy available. I mean, you win three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. You're obviously, you, you've got something rolling. You know, and we're trying to find that, and and we feel pretty comfortable, pretty good about the guy this year. We we, we feel very strongly. Um, I know I do going into this into this season that you know we we've got a guy. How differently do you feel about it this year compared to each of the last two years? Um, I I think there's 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 not a there's not that question mark still. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you always kind of for three seasons I've always felt that I had a question mark. And now you feel like, wow, I, you know, it feels like, okay, uh, this is pretty good. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable, pretty confident, um, and I look forward to seeing it. I really do. I mean, uh, the other night seeing it was, was wow, that's, that, that, he did some really nice things. And, and, you know, let's keep rolling. Let's keep growing. And hopefully it continues. All right, guys. So that's head coach Ron Rivera. Question from John Kime of ESPN. But Ron Rivera talking about the search for a quarterback uh, here for the Washington Commanders. Going to end up then this segment talking about injury updates. Uh, Coach Rivera did tell us before practice, Terry McLaurin still day-to-day. All the x-rays, all the MRIs, everything came back negative, which is positive for the team. Uh, so we're just continuing to monitor that. They are hopeful that he will be able to return for week one against the Arizona Cardinals. Chase Young has a doctor's appointment coming up, uh, but we'll continue to do side work according to Ron Rivera. But again, we did see him in teams uh, out there with the, uh, with the defense from time to time. Again, not full contact, no pads but still a step in the right direction. Logan Thomas going well uh, in his recovery, according to Coach Rivera, continuing to do sideline work, side work, still not participating in teams on Wednesday. Jamin Davis missed practice on Wednesday because he was sick. Uh, Coach Rivera said he was given some medicine and excuse for the day. Dax Milne and Kalik Hudson both stretched, but they left the practice field after stretching. I continue to look for Dax Milne. M- many of you, there's there's multiple Dax Milne guys uh, and gals in the, uh, in the subtexture group. I promise you that as soon as I can get Dax, I will get Dax for you. I have not forgotten about it, and I will do my very best. Speaking of doing their very best, Eric Bieniemy is doing his very best to turn this offense around, and Quan Martin did his very best to get over Cleveland and produce a solid game against the Baltimore Ravens. We're going to hear from both of them next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. And we're going to do that thanks to our partners at eBay Motors who have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy football picks every single week, all season 
long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your fantasy football roster with draft prep fully underway. If you have not been prepping for your fantasy drafts, you are already behind. Fantasy draft is underway for the upcoming season. So let's take a look at who Vinny has picked out for us this week on our eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And Vinny says, if you're looking for a player to take in fantasy football drafts who will spark his new team's offense, but also help you secure a victory, then use a luxury pick on Giants tight end Darren Waller. I know we hate NFC East rivals, but you're going to watch this guy a lot. You're going to see him twice against the Washington Commanders, so you might as well put his good deeds uh, or his evil deeds against the commanders to work for you. Tight end Darren Waller of the New York Giants. The former Raider is already riding in style again with Daniel Jones locked into him all throughout training camp and the preseason. The connection is a strong enough already uh, is, is strong enough already to believe that Waller will go back to being a reliable cog at his position. Grab him after the top few tight ends are off the board. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And the same goes with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time so go forth switch gears crank the ac and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with ebay guaranteed fit everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away for the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle just look for the green check get the right parts the right fit and the right prices at ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay motors guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply Wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Commanders from beautiful Ashburn, Virginia. It's a little bit darker than usual because it's a little bit later than usual. It's about 5.30 p.m. Eastern time as I'm laying down this recording for you out here in Ashburn, Virginia. We're going to hear from two members of the Washington Commanders staff, one on offense, one on defense. We're going to start off with offensive coordinator, assistant head coach, Eric Bieniemy. He did a press conference with us, so the full press conference. I'm sure you can find it on Twitter. You can find it on the Commanders website. I'm going to play for you the two questions uh, that I asked him during the press conference. Something that I was talking, two things I was talking about with the uh, the media group on the sideline during the day. So I figured I'd ask EB his opinions or thoughts on the matters. And then we're going to hear from rookie defensive back Quan Martin. My uh, post-game uh, recording, not my one-on-one, there was, there was a scrum there. You're going to hear some other people ask questions as well. But we got to sit down with Quan Martin after the win over the Baltimore Ravens. So you're going to hear from him after that. Coach, as a play caller, what happens on the sideline when you lose a player like Terry McLaurin in the middle of a two-minute drive? Uh, you look at him, you stare at him, okay, he's okay. You just keep it moving. So that's a part of our business. Terry's a, a unique and special individual. But one thing we understand, the game must continue to go on. Terry wouldn't want us uh, to be overtly concerned about what is going on or what's taking place with him because that's the competitor that he is. And then early in this process, Jahan Dotson mentioned the conversation you had with him about your job being to get the most out of him uh, during your time here. How do you feel from, from that point in minicamp to now? How do you feel you've done getting kind of Jahan up to that next level? I love all our guys. I thank all these guys. I think you can see the difference in which and how they're playing. They're playing faster. They're understanding all the little things in which where they fit within our concept and within our offense. And then they're being accountable to one another. 
You know, the things that you guys are seeing on the field is not necessarily the things that you're not seeing in the, in the classroom. I love the dialogue and the things that take place. Just hearing those guys talk about the different things that could have taken place throughout the course of practice or throughout the course of game or something that they did or they felt that they could have done better. And so I love it. And that's when you know that you're growing together. So I am very happy. First and foremost, I had an opportunity to work with Terry. But just on top of that, having an opportunity to work with this group, because this is a good, talented young group. We just got to keep working and we got to keep putting it together. Hey, Juan, take us through the interception and how big this game was today for this team in general. Uh, just going through the play, I knew like it was in uh, the shot area. It was, I believe, like second and third or something. And I uh, kind of got an outside release, got rubbed by my man a little bit. So I was kind of in trail position. So I know I need to keep running and uh, make a play on the ball. And that's what I did. Juan, you talked a lot this week to a lot of us about learning from Cleveland and putting those lessons in action here. How do you feel you do with it? Uh, definitely did a lot better than, than last week. Still got some things to clean up on my end, but overall, better game, I feel like. Have you had a chance to go through the timeline and, and like some tweets? Nah, nah, nah. I'm, I'm staying away from Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying off Twitter, man. Hey, Paul, what did you like most about just the way this team plays on both sides of the ball? and how you all came out with this winning today. Just the want to, man, the grit of this team, and uh, just fighting to the very end, uh, just not letting a player two just decide the way the game was going to go. So, I mean, this team fought to the end, and uh, we were able to come out the top. When you were uh, returning that interception, did you ever think about just running out of bounds? Yeah, I, I was about to make one more move, but I was too tired. <laughs> yeah, I, I took it. I took a hit. I should have ran out of bounds. Though. And I know a lot of people will talk about preseason and kind of meeting with some other stuff, but on the sideline there, you know, with the game on the line and, and all that stuff, how exciting is that? Just as a football player, whether it counts in the rec record books or not. Oh uh, man, just go out and have an opportunity just to to make a play. Honestly, it's it's huge, and I just being able to compete at this level, uh, Monday Night Football. So overall, a great experience. I don't know if this will be, you know, if you're playing Saturday or not, but what do you think you're getting out of camp and two games that you play at the end of practice and everything? Uh, just keep learning, man. Not letting a uh, situation just define me as a player and who I am. So just continuing to get better, continuing to learn from the older guys and uh, just be better each and every day. All right, guys. So that was Eric Bieniemy, offensive offense coordinator, assistant head coach of the Washington Commanders, and defensive back Quan Martin Eb talking to us Wednesday after practice. Quan after the game, the Monday night win over the Baltimore Ravens. Coming up tomorrow, we're back out at in Ashford for practice day twenty one of training camp and the final day of training camp, the official ending of training camp. Uh, the last day also means the end of our Sam Howell practice uh, watches. We will continue to keep a close eye on Sam Howell, of course, during the season. In the meantime, if you've got questions or comments, just drop them in the YouTube comments. Hit me on Twitter. Email me at LockedOnCommanders at gmail.com or send them directly to me via subtext by going to joinsubtext.com slash LockedOnCommanders. As always, I want to thank you for making LockedOnCommanders first listen or review today and every day and every dayers. You know already I appreciate you for coming through and supporting the program like you do. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your football routine. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.